0: Hey there, Shelly. Have you heard about VanHack?
1: Oh, you mean the HR tech sensation that's taking the recruitment world by storm?
0: That's the one. VanHack is revolutionizing how companies find top talent globally.
1: Imagine connecting with skilled professionals from all around the world without the hassle.
0: Absolutely. VanHack has a great team and seamless technology where recruiters and companies can discover talent with ease.
1: And they have a talent pool specifically curated for tech
0: professionals. Tech-savvy and globally connected, just what every company needs.
1: VanHack offers tailored solutions for companies of all sizes, from startups to Fortune 500 giants.
0: So if you're ready to take your recruitment game to the next level, join VanHack today.
1: Yeah, visit VanHack and unlock a world of talent right at your fingertips.
0: VanHack.com, where global recruitment meets simplicity. Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelley. I'm Serge.
1: And I'm Shelley. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now.
0: Bonjour and welcome to the Recruitment Flex. Shelley we have some guests that we met at Unleash and I'm really excited to bring her on.
1: Yes, so am I. I am so pleased to introduce our special guest here today, Maury Hannigan, and she is the CEO of Sparkstart. Welcome to the show, Maury. Thanks, nice to be here, guys. So Maury, what we like to do is just have our guests start out talking a bit about how they got into the talent acquisition world. So can you share a little bit about your background and how Spark Start came to be? Sure. I started my career in marketing. I started at Procter and Gamble as a brand management person
2: working on Ivory Soap, classic consumer packaged goods marketing, and then I moved to Pepsi and again did more marketing there. And it would always amaze me that I spent my day with storyboards and all these promotions and all this marketing. And then if I'd have an opening on my team, I'd sit down with a recruiter and they'd show me this job description and tell me they were going to go market my job. And I'd look at this compliance document and go, that's not yeah. marketing. That's like advertising with the usage instructions on the back of the box. <laughs> Seriously. So I had a technology background. I'd been a computer science manager as an undergrad. And I understood we are all walking around with high def cameras in our pockets. And we have been for decades. This is not bleeding edge technology. If all of our phones takes video, And when you look at the numbers about video consumption and how we all consume our information today, it doesn't matter if you're looking for sports or entertainment or politics or news or whatever, you look at video. You don't ever pull up a document and read it. That's just not how we work. Yet you go to the HR side of the world, and they're still pushing text-only job boards, text-only job descriptions, text-only emails, and it's time to say stop. (laughs) If you really wanna get candidates' attention, if you wanna communicate with them, and you wanna put some humanity to all of this, why aren't you using video? And the short answer is that video can be awkward to manage at scale, particularly for large companies. But with some good technology, which is what Sparkstart has, we can make that really easy. All you need is a good platform to make it simple to do. And big companies need to have some security. They need to make sure they don't have road videos out there or someone putting proprietary information out there. And we made video as easy as email. And we have a vehicle that communicates with candidates that helps differentiate jobs. And really importantly, particularly when you put a hiring manager into a job description, the candidate starts to feel like they know somebody at the company and particularly the hiring manager. And that's huge. The first is reading
1: a job description. It's day and night. Absolutely. Do you know, Maury, the first time I saw someone do this, it was an executive search firm, a local one here in Calgary. That was in 2012. And I was so impressed because back then, I was still in a job, not doing uh-huh. my own thing. What you said just shot an arrow through my heart because it wasn't an overly produced video, but I remember thinking, now there's somebody I'd want to work for. Mm-hmm. I actually did. I know that what you say is absolutely true from personal experience, but also from let's just say more than 20 years in talent acquisition. Tell me, what is the biggest objection that companies have of not doing this? Like, why is this not common straight across the board? Well, we actually had a client
2: once diagram for us what it takes to get an employee generated video when you do it manually. Everything from sending out an email, asking for it, and giving an upload link so they can upload it to an FTP to download it into an editing. and It was 16 steps and eight different software packages. And it can be really cumbersome. I mean, you can't do that at scale. So what we've done with Sparkstart is just put in a platform where you never upload a video or download a video. We can take a hiring manager video and put it on your career site, on your actual job posting and do it all automated so nobody touches anything the only place a human comes in is to actually look at the video and make sure it's okay and we recommend the video stay under 30 seconds 20 is an absolute sweet spot because at the very beginning of a job search nobody wants to watch your two minute video they're not that interested they're not committed but if you can reach out to someone and say meet your boss people even if they're not in a job search they're curious about who is this joker who thinks they're going to be my boss? It cares about it. And people will click on the videos. And then what happens is they click on the video and they start to think, what would it be like to work for this person? And you've started to recruit them because they've started to see themselves in the job or at least consider being in the job, which is what you want. As opposed to reading a job description, it just doesn't happen that way. Video just increases the effectiveness and efficiency of the entire process. It really is amazing. And it still stuns me that
1: they're, companies that are not using video. Serge, I know you're just dying to jump in here, but (laughs) I can't help myself. I am so fascinated by this, Maury, because I'm thinking that there's probably just a percentage of the types of roles where this is definitely a competitive advantage for the client. Or are you saying that this should be done for all positions? within an organization to be honest when i designed the platform i was assuming it would be
2: used for mostly salaried kind of middle range jobs and we've had phenomenal success for high volume and a lot of that is employees will share video but they don't share job descriptions if you're in a call center it's very likely that your call center employees know other people who work in call centers Or warehouse people, they know people from other jobs and so forth. So the shareability of video is just huge for high volume, even hourly roles. It's incredibly powerful. But then we've had the other end. We've had a venture capital firm use it for a very senior venture capital person because they couldn't get their attention any other way and actually they were targeting an individual. (laughs) So they made a video for that individual and the individual watched it and responded. So it really does go across the entire spectrum. Tell me what kind of potential candidate isn't using video as their primary information source now. We've had people use it for truck drivers. Truck drivers do everything on their phone. It's not a matter of, oh, well, this is just computer savvy or computer literate people who use this we're all looking at video and it makes a big difference across the board.
0: I agree, after I realized last night that I watched two hours of TikTok videos uh, without knowing, I I went down that rabbit hole. But Maury, I wanna go back a little bit. As a talent acquisition leader, I purchased Parkstart. What is the process? What do I need to create these videos? I wanna start leveraging, what do I need to do?
2: Yeah, well, it's a great question because the has won the Top HR Tech Product Award. We've won all sorts of awards because we've made this really intuitive and really simple. We have a ton of respect for recruiters. They have incredible rec and do a whole lot of work. If they can't do it in one click, they're not going to do it. And understand that, appreciate it. So we've made it really easy. There's a platform. You can pull up a quick template, put in an employee's email. Suggestions and guidelines, and send it out to them to make a video. We can integrate with any of the tech stack. With the ATSs, if you want to do a landing page, you can have an application go straight to your ATS. You can in- integrate it with your CRM. You can integrate it with your social media. We've done all of that. So it's all one click. We, we have some training modules on the platform, but most people look at it and go, oh gee, if I want to request a video, I probably click on the request video, the request button. <laughs> oh gee, if I want to edit this video, I probably click on the edit button. So we've made that really easy. We can ramp up a client in no time. Because we're a self-contained platform, we don't need IT support or anything to set it up. We exist entirely in the cloud and we've got open APIs to match with everything else. We generally start with a video strategy workshop. And we sit down with clients and really start with what are the business problems you're trying to solve and how can video do that? Rather than so many people start with, oh, let's tell employee stories, which is nice, but most TA people are in the business (laughs) of running a very effective TA organization. So we look at, do you have a ghosting problem? Where are you losing people through the process? What information would help Who's the most credible person to deliver that information? And how do you get that video in front of the candidate at the right time? And really be purposeful. We talk all the time about purpose-driven video. What problems are you trying to solve? And how do you solve it with video? Make sure that's part of a very targeted effort. So at the end of it, you can turn around to your management and go, look, here's an issue we had. Here's exactly what we did. And here are the results. And we've measured it before and after. And we can tell you this is working. Because that's what video can do for you. You need, deserve, and ought to have candidates who understand the job, have made good decisions to opt in or opt out, and are connected and committed to the process. And and that's really what we're doing.
0: 100% agree. I'm curious, do most of your clients add the video to all their job ads? And how does it show up on, say, the major player, which is Indeed?
2: Right now, Indeed does not support a video player, which is incredible to me, but Indeed's had their ups and downs. They started to pilot something and we tried to talk to them because there's an easy way to do this and they tried to make it far too complex and they realized they made it far too complex. So they'll come around. But we're integrated with all the job career sites, so it doesn't matter who you're working with for your career site. What we can do is we give a client three lines of jQuery that they drop into their career site or they have their career site provider drop in. And what happens is anytime there is a spark for a job, the video appears right on that job posting page on their career site. So when someone is on that job posting page, they can meet their boss right there. And that's huge. They spend twice as long on the page. They don't just watch the video. They get curious. And so they actually read some of the job description. And the conversion from visitor to applicant goes up by 60%.
0: I was gonna ask you what is the difference? So in a standard job ad, we're looking around nine to ten percent conversion rate. What does it look like with a job ad with Spark Start?
2: The, the client who had that we just loved because they had wonderful control of their data was Thermo Fisher. And they looked at it over a whole series of jobs. And it depends. Some jobs you're lucky if you get a four percent conversion rate, some yeah. jobs have higher. But they were able to find across a large population of jobs that the increase went up by 60%. They then went further and looked at the quality of candidate because the reality is nobody really needs more candidates. They need more qualified candidates. Mm. So they went further and actually measured the percentage of applicants that made it through the first screen. And they found that the quality of candidate went up as well as the number. That's payday for you, is when you <laughs> have more qualified candidates.
0: A hundred percent. So I'm curious, you're not the only one in the market that does this. How do you differentiate yourself from your other competitors?
2: Ah, Well, we have patented the process of getting a hiring manager video, connecting it to a specific job and putting it in the career site. So we have a unique process there. We are essentially the only platform out there that doesn't require the employee to download an app before they record their video. Most of the other platforms are set up where you have to send the employee an authorization code so that they can then download the app so that they can then configure the app so that they can record their video and your adoption just doesn't happen. All of your hiring managers already have a full-time job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're not gonna stop and do a project for you. With the Spark Start system, the hiring manager gets an email and in that email there's a button that says Launch Recorder. They click on that and the camera opens on their phone, their laptop, their tablet, whatever device they're using. They can record their video, they can play it back and re-record it if they want to. When they're happy, they click a submit button and they're done. They can quite literally record a 30 second video in 30 seconds. It's so simple and so streamlined. And then we've built out the rest of the platform for all the uses you want for video. So you can use it for onboarding, for TBI, for training, we've got pre-formatted, landing pages so if you're going to do a career fair you can just pull a video into it put in the information add your registration button to it and you're ready to go and it's pre-branded and it's got all your right logos and right colors. You're sure that everything the recruiters are putting out there match all of your standards. You can upload your other recruiting documents to it. So your recruiters can go in and if there's a social media post that they wanna put on their own career site, it's right there and it's the right version and it's all in one place. So it makes it very efficient.
1: Can I just have you back up for a second? Because I don't know if we asked this specifically. Because as you're talking, I put myself in like the TA leads chair. It's a great tool, but where does the script come from? I take it there's a prompt that they can read or speak about. It's got to be easy for them, but how do we know
2: they're going to say the right thing? Great, great question.
1: We strongly
2: discourage anybody from writing a script for a couple of reasons written language is different than spoken language. There's a reason that script writers and speech writers have a real craft, right? It's very different. So when we sit down and write a paragraph, we write in written language. So that sounds stilted right from the beginning. And employees are not professional actors. They can't pull that off. Acting is also a real craft (laughs) that we have to respect. And when someone reads from a script, you can tell right away because their voices go flat. And you can always tell when someone's reading. It's just painful and dreadful and you lose all of the authenticity and all the credibility that video can give you. But you also don't want an employee to get lost. And we find the hardest thing people grapple with is how to end a video. They don't want to say goodbye to their camera. They feel weird about that. So we give them three different prompts and they're really simple. The first one is to introduce themselves with their first name. We don't want people reaching out to them. Their first name and their title. And they know their first name. They know what they do. The second prompt is to say two or three sentences about why the candidate would want the job. Not, I'm looking for five years experience, but if you're interested in big data, if you want to have global impact, why a candidate would want the job, and then you end with a call to action. And that can be as simple as, please apply, send us your application, we hope you join us. So... The employees can remember those three things, right? The first one's easy. The call to action's easy. So it's two or three sentences about why they want the job. And any hiring manager can pretty much figure out two or three things that's good about their job because they think they've got good jobs on their team. It becomes pretty simple and it's short. It's only 20 seconds.
1: So I hear you, Maury, and I think you're being very kind and very generous about hiring managers, but I've done a few thousand position intakes with hiring leaders. And when Mm -hmm. I ask them that question, why would somebody want that job? 99% of the time they go, well, why wouldn't they? Like, we're going to (laughs) pay you for it. No, honestly. So when we talk about prompts, there's got to be some sort of prep, right? Yeah. Well, so a couple of things. Yes, they
2: do need some prompts. When the hiring manager gets that email that has a launch recorder button, there's a dozen topics and guidelines oh. there. And on their screen, we also put the three prompts. But we have clients who go, oh my God, we could never put our IT people. Have you met George? Oh my God, we've never put him on camera. But we say all the time, people recognize their tribe, right? The salesperson comes across very differently than the internal audit person does. And I can say this because I have a son who is a full-out geek nerd, <laughs> wonderful kid, but a nerd. He understands and respects people who speak his language. Yeah. And for the rest of us, you just glaze over and go, really? That's exciting? But if you're a tech person, that might be exciting. So HR people, interestingly, they're more introverts than extroverts oftentimes, but we have this idea in our mind of this very enthusiastic, excited person who wants to pitch this job. And that may be the wrong model for the kind of person you're wanting to attract. If you want to attract a salesperson, yes, absolutely. You want to see that vibrancy. You want to see that charisma. But if you're looking, I don't mean to, to the, little, the internal audit people, you want someone who's really serious, who's really detail-oriented, who's really focused. You don't necessarily need a bubbly personality life of the party. You need somebody who's got a really inquisitive mind who's going to dig deep for you and do a good job. So let people be themselves, let them speak about the things that are important to them, and back off a little on the expectation of, oh, this video should look like this, because you're coming from your own perspective, and that's not always the right one for the candidate.
0: Perfect. I do want to jump in on other topics. What's really hot right now is generative AI tools like ChatGTP. What's your thoughts overall? How do you think these types of tools are going to affect recruitment?
2: I think their impact will be huge on both sides, on the recruiters in the process and on the candidates. We're seeing candidates are catching on really quickly and having their resumes rewritten by ChatGPT to match a job is the same thing. We're seeing all kinds of things. And I think some of it will be very good. I think some of it's going to be bad. It'll take us a while to figure it all out. But from our perspective, it's going to put a tremendous value on credibility and on authenticity. And I think these formally produced videos that candidates are gonna become much more skeptical about what am I looking at here? Is this a real person talking to me? Is this email generated by a real person? This email I just got that said, hey, we love your background and your credentials. Is that really coming from anybody or is that just generated text? So I think the use of informal video is gonna become much more important. We still need to do this at scale and big companies are hiring thousands of people can't have a recruiter pick up the phone or jump on a zoom with every single candidate but i think having real people who just talk to you even if it's on video is going to become hugely important because you're going to lose people they're already starting to glaze over and they're skeptical about everything you put in front of them so having credible content is going to be the key word you heard it here first credible content is what everyone's going to be talking about and
0: that's Such a good point. And it's something that we discuss a lot on the podcast that we're talking about in this latest episode that we released as far as how candidates are leveraging AI tools to apply to hundreds, if not thousands of jobs at a time. And we're going to get to a point as recruiters and on both sides, like what is real and what's not. We never want to get to the point where a robot is interviewing a robot. And this is where video can really make the difference. Is there any part of the recruitment process that you think AI is going to have a massive impact. Thinking about it on the side of talent acquisitions.
2: I think the most immediate piece that we're gonna see is on sourcing. AI can be trained to source candidates. If I were a sourcer, I'd be worried. Less so from the recruiter standpoint, because you're still dealing with humans who have all sorts of questions, issues, unique situations. Accepting a job is still very much an emotional decision. Yeah. And I think AI is going to have trouble closing the sale, if you will. Sourcing potential candidates, it will do very well and very efficiently. I think it will handle a lot of the scheduling and all that piece very easily. There are places that we're going to see a real immediate impact. But jobs are so profoundly important to us. They're not just a paycheck. They're where we get our intellectual challenge. They're where we get our sense of satisfaction. They're where we get a lot of our prestige and social standing. They're where we build our professional networks. Yeah, there are early jobs that people go to and they just punch the clock. But for most people, a job is much more than just a way to make a living. And I think it's going to be a while before Chat GPT is going to be able to really synthesize all of that. I don't see it replacing all of recruiters tomorrow.
1: Maury, I have to say, you reminded me of something so fundamental about why we dedicated our entire careers to recruitment. And to quote you, it was, let's not forget that changing jobs is an emotional decision. And you can't get emotion from a chatbot or even generative AI. It's really just a tool to help us get better. Very good point. Thank you, Maury. I have a lot of respect for recruiters. The really good ones are really good and really
2: valuable, and I think often underappreciated. I think the bad ones have god awful, and I wish we could drive them out of the industry. But the good ones are so good and so valuable and can make such a difference in people's lives that I think we always have to design and plan for the good ones. What are the tools that we give the good ones to get them better? And we forget about the other ones that are just spamming people and doing all the awful things but say, let's make the really good ones good because that's how the profession gets elevated and that's how we all win. The thing I love about recruiting is if you get a good match, the candidate wins and the company wins. Uh, What a great thing to do with your life to be in a win-win situation. And from my perspective, designing technology, if Mm. I can make this process better and everybody wins, this is what I want to do with my time and talent. And I get to surround myself with people who feel similar. So it's a really lovely place to be.
0: One of the biggest challenges with HR tech or any tech in general is actually implementation and the using of the technology. And I've gone through this many times throughout my career as I've implemented new tech and there's always challenges, right? What's your advice for any company that's looking at implementing any HR tech? How should they approach implementing something new to their tech stack?
2: A couple of things. I think they should only buy tech that has a demonstrable benefit to it because people will not continue to use a tool if they can't see any difference. Even if it's a single added click, if they can't tell that it's working for them, they're not going to do it, even if they can save themselves a click. So I think that HR tech buyers need to be really diligent about what is the demonstrable benefit here, um, I get frustrated when I see people buying shiny objects. Oh, this looks cool. Oh, this has got AI to it. We've seen sentiment analysis on videos. And what are you gonna do different if that sentiment analysis is at 64% versus 72%? What have you gained here? And does this just add another step that isn't helping you? They'd say, first of all, be results oriented and make sure you've got demonstrable results. I'd say only by technology that is very intuitive because yes, you can train all your people, but you're going to have turnover and you're going to have hopefully people moving internally and so forth. And so if you constantly need to train, you're going to lose momentum there. And then obviously, if you tie it back to business goals and you need to communicate in the case of Start, you need the hiring managers to make the videos. Right. Yeah, that's the biggest piece. The recruiters get this right away. They understand they've got a tool that's going to get people's attention, get people to respond to them. Yes. And there it's really essential that you go to the hiring managers and you almost do a side by side. And you show them a job description and say, look, I can go out and try to track people and interest them in these five paragraphs of text and 19 bullet points. Or I can go out to a candidate and look, here's a video from one of the other hiring managers that took them 20 seconds to do it. And here's the response I got. Now, I'm happy to work really hard for you to fill this position, but how do you want me to do this? (laughs) How do you want me to actually attract people and how fast do you need this job filled and how well do you want candidates to understand the role? It's that kind of really frank conversation with your hiring managers. Here are the tools that I have available to me, and here's the kind of results I get. Now, up to you. We can spend however long you want trying to attract candidates to get people in here, Or we can have you talk to people. So the right people are going to look at that and go, oh, that sounds interesting. Let me check that out. Mm. That's the key piece. I find that oftentimes recruiters are hesitant to have real business conversations with their hiring managers. Yeah, Uh, This idea that the hiring manager is the customer. No, they're not. (laughs) If anything, it's the other way around. They should work for you because they need something. You have the ability to keep them fully staffed. And if they're not fully staffed, they don't meet their year-end goals, so they don't get their bonus. So you are a very powerful person in this process. Use that power and leverage it.
0: Thank you for saying that because we've always taken that approach that the hiring managers are our clients and it's not the right approach. They're a partner in getting something achieved. But Maury, I want to end on one last thing. I want you to take out your crystal ball. I want you to give us some thoughts of what do you think the last half of 2023 is going to look like when it comes to the world of work? Are we in a recession? Are we going to see more layoffs? What's your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think right now we're seeing companies are in a holding pattern. I think they're shell-shocked. And you look over the last two years, and we went from COVID, where all hiring shut down and layoffs happened. Then 2021 candidates slammed the other way. You couldn't hire enough people. Then the tech layoffs came. HR and TA departments are just like deer in headlights going, what am I planning for? (laughs) Somebody tell me if I'm desperate for candidates or I'm laying off. And I think particularly in the US, the debt ceiling issue was up in the air and obviously the U.S. sneezes, and everybody catches a cold. We go, if the U.S. goes into a major recession, unfortunately, we have impact negatively around the world. But I think we're past that. And I think we're seeing people start to put their shoulders down a little bit and go, okay, we're not going to spiral downward here into a recession. All the right signals are coming to say, we're going to be okay. <laughs> we're really going to be okay. And this may be my personal bias. I am not a lover of remote work. And I completely understand that for experienced professionals, they can do their job just as well at home. But for someone who tends to hire a lot of junior people and train them, it's a disadvantage for young employees who are trying to learn to be remote. You model behavior, you can give so much immediate coaching and direction and so forth. I think it's really important for the health of organizations that we do train people and we do make them ready for the next roles and so forth and when we're working at home in isolation we can do our craft very well and very efficiently but we're not sharing our expertise we're not contributing to building the the wisdom and the expertise of the whole organization and i think companies are starting to understand that there will be some jobs that will continue to be remote even recruiting a recruiter tends to be a solo contributor role not that they don't work with other people and so forth, but it's easier to do independently than, say, other kinds of creative brainstorming and strategy design and so forth. So you can do it remotely, but we're going to appreciate more of the collaboration and the brainstorming and just the energy we get off each other. You're going to see more hybrid back to office. We all need that social interaction. is great. But we haven't seen bars replaced by online cocktail parties. If video really were doing it for us, it's cheaper and safer to drink at home. But we still like to go out and mingle and have dinner with friends and drink with friends. There's something about that in person that has a value that can't be replaced remotely. We talked about what can the robots do and what can the robots not do. The robots can't replicate what it is to be together. We're going to see that you go back to jobs being really important to people. And just the social interaction and the social confirmation and the feeling of belonging and so forth really makes a difference. And AI is going to have an impact, but it's not going to be the death of us by any manner of means.
0: I think it's going to make her job a lot easier. And I'm going to ask you a question. How much stock in commercial real estate do you own, Maury? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Maury, if None anyone wants to get a hold of you, what's the easiest way to get a hold of you and or Start?
2: The easiest way is to reach out to me either on LinkedIn because I looked at all my invitations and messages or Maury at Sparkstart, it's M-A-U-R-Y at S-P-A-R-C-S-T-A-R-T Dot com or go to the spark start website lots of information there and i'm always open and interested in talking about it for you they don't have to be a client they don't have to want to demo clearly i'm passionate about this i love this stuff i'm always interested in the issues they're facing i'm, I'm about to have a conversation with a guy in london about video because he's into it and he wants to talk about it and i'm thrilled that's another perspective so feel free to reach out i am very accessible and always interested in having a conversation
0: Well, the passion comes true. So, Maury, thank you so much for appearing on the Recruitment Flex. We really appreciate you coming on.
1: My pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. So nice to meet you. Thank you, Maury.
0: Shelly, let's face it, texting candidates is the easiest way to hire quicker today.
1: txt.com. Mention the Recruitment Flex and get 10% off annual plans.
0: Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.